Telnet News Digest, 13th of January 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news. Confusion surrounds NMLA Omega Grid claim. Sirius joins the Council of Admirals. Aegis to be wound up. Tanner sacked. Brewing up starports. Torval tries for Dulos. A senator with links to Imperial Intelligence has denied that the Omega Grid exists. But pressure is mounting for the Emperor to back the act investigation into Imperial links to the NMLA. Senator Carl Nerva, who has previously denied and continues to deny the existence of the Serene Harbour Imperial Interrogation Facility, which can be found in the RCRA Sector AF-AD42 system, has now also denied that secret Imperial communication devices known as the Omega Grid exist. ACT co-leader Captain Saskia Landau, who has previously worked in Imperial Intelligence, alleged on Tuesday that the NMLA had copied Omega Grid technology to create their dark comms network that made it almost impossible for ACT to intercept and decrypt NMLA messages. Landau's suggestion was that someone within Imperial Intelligence must have helped the NMLA set up their network, and it is this implication that seems to have led to Nerva denying that Omega Grid even exists. Meanwhile, the Imperial Herald has joined calls for Emperor Rissa to come out of hiding and to ensure that there's a full investigation into Act's claims. If these claims are true, then there may be NMLA sympathisers in senior roles within organisations close to the Emperor, and the consequences of them not being identified quickly could be catastrophic. Chancellor Blaine said that the Emperor, who has been under secure protection for the past year, plans to return to capital very soon. But he would not elaborate further on her plans. A Sirius Corporation employee has been appointed to the Alliance Council of Admirals, marking the first time ever a private company has been put in charge of the Alliance military. Admiral Nicholas Glass of the Sirius Navy takes the newly created 7th Chair in the Council alongside the six Admirals representing navies of the Alliance systems. Glass will be in charge of defending Alliance systems against the Thargoid threat, using resources that will largely be drawn from the Sirius Navy, while other aspects of Alliance defence will remain under control of the Alliance Admirals. The contract with Sirius Corps was proposed by Prime Minister Edmund Mahan and endorsed by Fleet Admiral Haley Sorokin, who in 3304 also endorsed the seditious Admiral Frederick Yamamoto. However, many voices have been raised in dissent, including Admiral George Varma, whose only previous crime was being wrongly accused of assisting the League of Reparation, also in 3304. Varma expressed his concern over allowing commercial interests to govern the defence of the Alliance. While Councillor Nakato Kane could be counted on to oppose any move by the Prime Minister, it's perhaps more damaging for Mahan that Deputy Prime Minister Angela Corcoran felt unable to support the move. Her abstention in the vote demonstrates a level of unease among those at the very heart of Alliance government over giving the Sirius Corporation a seat at the table. 
In simultaneous hammer blows for the Thargoid Research and Defence Agency, the Bauman Report has called for Aegis to be wound up, just as the Federation's Chief Military Liaison to Aegis has been handed a dishonourable discharge. Paul Bauman's investigation into Aegis has been running since August last year, initially investigating the loss of the megaship Alexandria, its cargo of 400,007 Guardian artefacts and more than a thousand crew members, but also to investigate management practices within Aegis and its effectiveness against the Thargoid threat. It was later extended to include Fleet Admiral Aidan Tanner's unauthorised attack on the Hind Mine asteroid base in Titori, and his subsequent refusal to withdraw from the conflict when ordered. The report finds that following a promising start in 3303, Aegis's three sponsors, the Federation, Empire and Alliance, repeatedly reduced funding, while Aegis found it was more effective to provide a forward base in the form of a static megaship in Thargoid attack systems, and leave the actual combat to disposable mercenaries, as it characterised independent pilots. Bauman's conclusion? is that through incompetence and institutionalised silo thinking, Aegis has caused unnecessary loss of life, and that Aegis should be shut down to prevent future loss of life. The report does not address who or what should replace Aegis in its role of coordinating humanity's defence against Thargoids. Fleet Admiral Tanner has been separately found guilty on a number of charges at a federal court-martial, and has been dishonourably discharged from naval service. However, sentencing has been deferred by incoming Fleet Admiral Tayo Maikori, who is apparently keen to review the findings of Professor Albert Tezro and Engineer Ram Tar, who claim that Aegis's rival, the Mysterious Salvation, is using dangerous Guardian technology that may be both attracting Thargoids to invade and also wiping them out. Tar has conducted the first independent investigation into Salvation's superweapon, amid concerns that its mechanism and possible side effects are not properly understood. The Brewer Corporation has announced that it is delighted with the response to last week's appeal for the materials to build starports along the Colonia Bridge route. Both appeals were successful, with the Alcor one finishing only a few hours before the completion deadline. A total of six new starports will be installed on the 27th of January, though it is believed that they will initially have minimal services. The most helpful contributors to the appeal will be invited to submit names for the new starports. The boffins at Cannon managed to deliver 335,000 tonnes but that pales into insignificance beside the community of the Vault, who contributed 572,000 tonnes of computer whatnots, thermal cooling units and ceramic bits. The top 75% of those who contributed will be receiving pre-engineered size 3, 4 and 6 frameshift drives, which will be put into storage at McDonald's Settlement and Jack's Station within the next few days. The Torval Mining Corporation is trying to muscle in on the Federation-aligned Kane Massey Corporation in the Dulos system. Both Kane Massey and Torval have appealed for help in demonstrating just how good they are at collecting ridiculously large amounts of mined galite, bromelite and samarium, 
despite the fact that no one really knows what an agricultural community would be able to do with so much cuprogallium, beryllium oxide and a really niche rare earth metal that's used primarily in magnets for breaking down plastics and for vitreous absorption of infrared light. So, if you find yourself at a loose end, both the Pride of Bitterwood and Smith Port in Dulos are willing to buy these materials from you for a handsome price. If you sign up as a registered supplier, you'll get a bonus at the end of the week-long event, and whichever side collects the most will also offer up to 30% off mining equipment. Although, if you're selling them Gallite, Bromelite and Samarium, you probably have all the mining equipment you need anyway. Still, it's the thought that counts. And that's this week's news. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.